a podcast to honor the gods. This better come with a sacrifice. Dave's X Media. The council was held around a ping-pong table in the rec room. Dionysus waved his hand and supplied snacks. Cheese Whiz, crackers, and several bottles of red wine. Then Chiron reminded him that wine was against his restrictions, and most of us were underage. Mr. D sighed. With a snap of his fingers, the wine turned to Diet Coke. Nobody drank that either. Mr. D and Chiron, in wheelchair form, sat at one end of the table. Zoe and Bianca D'Angelo, who had kind of become Zoe's personal assistant, took the other end. Thalia and Grover and I sat along the right, and the other head counselors, Beckendorf, Selena Beauregard, and the Stoll brothers, sat on the left. The Aries kids were supposed to send a representative too, but all of them had gotten broken limbs, accidentally, during Capture the Flag. Courtesy of the Hunters. They were resting up in the infirmary. Welcome to Of the Eldest Gods, where we discuss Rick Riordan's role as our godly parent. I'm Ray from Cabin 12. And I'm Charlie from Cabin 13. And I'm Christina from Cabin Three and a Half, specifically. Three and uh, three quarters. Three and three quarters, oh, fuck, Harry Potter uh. fool. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get a do-over. It's too funny. Uh, that's fine. Uh, uh, never do it over is my MO. Just always barrel right on through. Uh, great. Perfect. Starting off on the right foot. <laughs> we did it, folks. We did it. Thanks for being here, Tina. We love you. It's so good to see you both again. Like we saw each other 10 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to see you again. <laughs> for a very fun bonus episode. Fun, maybe? Uh, maybe? If you would like to listen to our bonus episode, <laughs> you can join our Patreon. Yeah, if you haven't read Rick's first book ever, Big Red Tequila, don't, don't do worry. It. We read it for you. <laughs> hey! She said the thing. I said the thing. You said the thing. Yeah, just don't read it. Um, let us. You guys are too mean to, to that book. It's. <laughs> I'm just so glad you liked it. It's not fine, but it's also fine. Okay. Anyway, listen to the episode. <laughs> listen. We're to not going to talk about it anymore. <laughs> yeah, we cannot keep talking about that book. I will just continue. Okay. <laughs> we will combust now. We actually read a chapter of Percy Jackson. Wow. Are you all surprised? I am. Personally. <laughs> per- personally? Per- per- personally. Yeah, I don't oh, like that it. A- was that a groaner? <laughs> you know what? They're all groaners for me. You know what? This <laughs> chapter is great because everybody hates me but the horse. And what is your symbol that I gave you? It's a horse, Christina. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> Whenever I, everyone I hates you, I won't. Yeah. Aww. I'm here for you. If you have one fan, it is Tina. <laughs> <laughs> Number one fan. Okay, you guys what, what want me this? to tell you about the chapter? Yeah, what this is this book that we read? What is this fucking chapter about, man? Well, everybody like hates Percy except for this horse who shows up. Anyways, uh... I, I, when I read the chapter title, I was like, "Is he talking about Chiron?" Oh, <laughs> he's not. He's it, no. I was like, I That's wish. Kind of I... disrespectful. <laughs> I thought Blackjack was in way more of this chapter gonna be honest about that so <laughs> i i feel like most of this chapter is the everybody hates me and then at the end we get a little but this horse you know <laughs> i feel like i feel like all of the percy jackson chapter titles are like that it's like a whole chapter yeah. happens and then at the end like one wild thing goes down and that's what the chapter is called or, well like sometimes it's just like whatever the weirdest thing is in the chapter mm-hmm. is it's like we get directions from a chihuahua and it's yeah. like that's just one scene that's in like a, this whole that's, chapter that's a good title though you gotta use what you got yeah exactly exactly that's the mentality we're working with here anyway <laughs> so grover and percy carry the mummified body of the oracle back to the attic which is super fun uh talia shows up and incredibly pettily asks grover to tell percy that he has to come to a meeting um <laughs> Talia, please. Uh, I'm not okay. an owl. 
Uh, we argue over what should be done about this prophecy. Zoe wants to take five hunters and leave immediately. Uh, Chiron and Tali remind her that they need hunters and campers together. Come on, girl. Really uh, also, they them. have like four days to fix this. Um, it's Sunday and they need to be done by Friday when the summit is. Fuck uh, that. Fuck that. And deadline. so they have like four full days. That's not even enough to like prepare. Yeah, yeah, no, it sucks. Everything sucks, actually. <laughs> Everything is awful. <laughs> so it is decided that three hunters, because they're like, it's their quest for their goddess, so they get to be in charge. So uh, Zoe decides to go. She's going to take a girl named Phoebe, uh, and she's going to take Bianca D'Angelo, which seems like a bizarre move on her part, but okay. She's new. And Bianca says, Bianca's like, I don't know about that. And she's like, no, no, it's fine. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. She is brand new. <laughs> yeah, she's brand. It has been like three days, which I guess is about when Percy went on a quest, probably. But still. <laughs> um, I think Percy got a week. <laughs> and then uh, Talia obviously volunteers. And Grover volunteers. He would like to help Artemis. He also mentions that he thinks that Pan might be stirring, so he obviously wants to get out and questing. Uh, oh, because yeah. if monsters are stirring and old forces, then stirring. maybe Pan is out there. And Percy's like, oh yeah, I forgot my best friend's life goal. Well, no. <laughs> Percy did not forget about Annabeth. But everybody forgot about Percy. And also about Annabeth. Percy's like, hey, what about me and also Annabeth? I want to go look for Annabeth. Please let me go look for Annabeth. And they're like, well, one thing, Zoe is like, absolutely fucking not boy um <laughs> i mean percy could technically just go on a quest for annabeth by himself no one is stopping him there uh, no he has to be given a quest it's a whole thing there's a system here come on bruh um <laughs> i'm just he saying. tried that he was like i'm gonna go ask the oracle for a quest and the oracle is like bitch no just wait, leave. <laughs> you can leave camp whenever yeah. you want you have a home <laughs> They, they have, there's a quest I know, system. I know, I know, thing. I know, I'm it's just all, saying. Okay, we have to talk about this later. I'm summarizing. I'm summarizing. <laughs> um, <laughs> Long summary. So, so Percy's like, hey, uh, I want to go. And they're like, no. <laughs> and Chiron tells Percy to call his mom, which is always what adults say. They're like, yep. go call your mom about it. Uh, <laughs> Percy's mom is weirdly cool about him doing dangerous crimes, like uh, going off to try to save Annabeth by himself. She's like, go save your girlfriend. Go do it. <laughs> She's like, I know you'll do the right thing for Annabeth. And he's so, like, such a weird energy. For, yeah. For huh. uh, and <laughs> Percy has another Annabeth dream in the same location. And she is being crushed by stuff. She looks pretty bad. And then Artemis is there, the goddess in chains. We, you know, the the girl, and she saves Annabeth from being crushed by whatever. Uh, and there is somebody there who is not what's his face, the Kronos. fucking big bad Kronos. Uh, Percy is woken up at five a.m. by a Pegasus. His name's Blackjack, and we love him so much. Uh, he is a funny little guy, and he tells Percy he has to go do a sea rescue. Apparently, this is a regular occurrence. I am <laughs> delighted by this. Uh, and there the chapter ends. Excellent, excellent summary. Thank you. Thank you very much. I worked so hard on it, as you can <laughs> definitely, definitely tell. You, we were talking about the other podcast, because we just recorded the other podcast. You know, the bonus episode. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. My brain is fried. So if the energy's weird, that's what we all just did. <laughs> the energy is always, like, weird. We're always Okay, yeah, here. that's true. If you're listening to this podcast, you expect weird energy. Also, Percy's energy is weird in this chapter. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. It's very true. He's, like, touching dead people and getting left out of stuff, and he doesn't know why he cares so much that Annabeth is missing, but it really pisses him off. Okay, oh, he wants to go save his friend! And nobody else, like, you know, because he's like, I can't... Like, the hunters don't care about Annabeth. Grover's preoccupied with, like, whatever he's preoccupied with right now. And uh, Talia. Oh, okay. Well, I have more thoughts, but I can't do them. We're going to do the close reading, like, in order. Sorry. I just, I, I will just keep talking, so stop me. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a great job. I'm Aww. bad at stopping people talking, okay? I don't want to <laughs> interrupt you. Let's, uh, Char Charlie, Charlie, move the podcast on. Charlie. I will. Charlie. Oh, start your start your section, <laughs> Charlie. 
Save me! We, we need you now more than ever. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I like that bit too much to stop you from doing it. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. Well, this week's in case you miffed it, but um, but um, thank you. That's gonna be real out of sync. Ooh, real cute, real cute. How you make that noise every single time. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I tried so hard to find something that was relevant to this chapter. Um, yeah, we don't get a lot of info. Because there are things that are mentioned, but I want to save them for later. So, yeah. based on the title of this chapter and the Pegasus at the end, which I thought was oh, more relevant. Oh, there's a Pegasus in it. That works. Uh, yeah. So, I wanted to talk about Bellerophon. Oh. He is actually the, the hero that you see who rides the Pegasus. It is not Heracles. It is not Perseus. It is Bellerophon. Um, Interesting. Also, sometimes called the Bellerophontes. What? Would Disney lie to me? <laughs> Disney always lies. <laughs> what he do? What he do? Well, you know, he was a hero. Um, Classic. He his greatest feat was killing the Chimera. Actually, oh, so somebody did kill the Chimera, and it was him. Oh, there's a there's a thing about his name. Um. Yeah, where have I heard that before? Why does this name sound familiar? But not from this, though, I don't think. <laughs> uh, that, I don't know why his name sounds familiar. Because I don't recognize the name, so I yeah, don't... Yeah, I, I don't recall know. anything that... I don't think he's in much no, popular uh, culture, that is. No, I know. Because people don't, know don't usually... Name, people don't usually mention him. They usually use the Pegasus and give it to whoever the fuck. But, <laughs> so, so uh, by his name, I meant, like, his name is actually, like... Uh, a weird title given to him because it means Slayer of Beleros. Ah. So someone he killed. Uh, weird, he, weird way to name yourself, bro. <laughs> his his um possible birth name is Hipponous. Yeah, I I don't know how to pronounce things, but that would make sense. That has the word horse in it. And remember he's, that he's time I killed boy. that one guy. Pretty fucking sweet, right? <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally. That that is what his name is. Is he killed some guy? So that's his name now. Like if if you slayed like a great beast or whatever, like I get that you're like I killed this thing, but like some guy who gives a fuck. <laughs> but his dad is also always a sea god. It's either Glaucus or Poseidon. So hmm. again, so it makes sense boy? he gets winged horses because that's horse, a Poseidon horse thing. Horse boy Excellent. powers. When you're in mythology, yeah. you get the power related to your dad, and you know. Horse boy powers? Way better than water powers, right? <laughs> Percy gets both because he's a special boy. Yeah, literally. He's my special little guy. Oh, he has a brother who does basically nothing. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Okay, cool. Bellerophon killed his brother. Good to know. Good to know. Oh, great. Classic. <laughs> Killer of my brother. This guy is just actually a murderer. He's just a murderer. <laughs> I think a lot of people were back then. What if every time wrong. he murdered someone, he just added that to his name? That would be a, like a long list of like people <laughs> he killed. Honestly, from what I remember of mythology is basically no one likes this guy, actually, because he does just like <laughs> murder people sometimes. Oh my god, we're in great company. Great horse boy company. But like, still, his one power was the horses. So you know what? The gods did help him just a little bit. Does it say, I want to say it is Athena who gives him, like, the bridle to um put on Pegasus so mm. that he can um ride Pegasus. Also, that means he's riding his brother. <laughs> Good. It happens. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But yeah, so he was literally exiled because he murdered people. So <laughs> Good. That's probably good. For a society to exile murderers, bare minimum. But you know, yeah, he's yeah. still a hero, so he like killed the Chimera. I guess that's cool or whatever. Imagine you get to Elysium and you're like, great, I'll only be around great heroes. And then this fucking guy walks up to you. <laughs> and I'm you're sorry. Like, Seriously, really? Right. I thought this club was exclusive. Right. Most of the people who went to Elysium, like canonically, are all shitbags. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, he's actually one of the lesser shitbags, I think, of mythology. Oh, good. <laughs> oh my Ironically. god, lesser shitbag. <laughs> but yeah, so what he is specifically famous for is uh, 
when he tried to fly to Olympus because he's like, I'm so fucking cool. I should get to ha- go hang out with the gods and I have a flying horse. Okay. So so I would like to believe I would I would like to believe that this is after the fiasco with my son Icarus and that it's and that he should have known better. Just like <laughs> um, bro. Bro. Un- un- <laughs> unclear when that if those happen uh, you know, before or after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no. I, but you know I know. I would that's just my new headcanon that I could be like, bro, you heard about fucking Icarus. Yeah. Why would you do this? No, I think I think Icarus probably happened after, so he could be like, okay. I didn't hear I, about I, this okay. guy. I don't know Fun. about Bellerophon. <laughs> Who the fuck cares about this guy? But of course, it's an act of hubris, so Zeus has to strike him down. <sighs> Never hubris. But in a less dramatic fashion, he sends a gadfly mm-hmm. to sting Pegasus. Oh, so sneaky. And then Bellerophon just falls off. <laughs> unceremoniously. And I believe Pegasus is allowed to uh, live on Olympus after that, though. <laughs> <laughs> Good for so. Pegasus. Yeah. Yes, excellent. Yeah. It's it's a I know that fun time. Uh, just the fact that we don't know very much about this guy... <laughs> his most famous thing is that he fucking tried to go to Olympus and then died <laughs> yeah it's just sometimes you just gotta pick a Greek here to be like damn what a fucking idiot and just roast him mercilessly <laughs> that's every Greek hero and I'm glad that we all could decide to do that today every Greek hero <laughs> yeah but this one's like really asking for it yeah <laughs> Like I said, I just think this related to the chapter title very much because everyone hated him, but his horse. <laughs> so Pegasus is like, you guys, it's my brother. Like I know, I know you didn't want him to come to the party, but like I can't just leave him at home. Like he's a true bro, and you know he's got like a saddle on me and stuff. So <laughs> Pegasus, real bro, we love him. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this fucking chapter. My dudes. <laughs> Alrighty. We gotta we gotta start with them carrying the fucking oracle. Because that's comfortable. <laughs> yeah, she, that's wa- rough. she walks like all the way out into the woods, right? And, but like can't be fucked to walk back. <laughs> <laughs> She's just like, I did it. I'm good. Good night. <laughs> I imagine she also just like crumpled to the ground. Like when she stopped yeah, yeah, the prophecy. Hundred percent. So like I'm I'm just surprised that she didn't, you know, break a limb off. How old is this woman? Yeah, for sure. Especially how... And Percy hits Knocks her, face, her head. And the book says bonk, which is like one of my favorite words of all time. <laughs> bonk. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm just imagining her as like, I don't know, so, some kind of like weird zombie thing. No, wait, wait. I'm specifically picturing Zombie Island. Like those guys, oh, where like their their heads what? can fall that off. That is what I also kind of think of when I think of her. Like she's mummified, but she's not like wrapped up. She's wearing a sundress, like <laughs> exactly like the tourists who come out of the swamp yes. and on yes. the island. Exactly, that is the picture. That is the image. And like so they can pull their heads <laughs> off like by accident in that movie. So like that's definitely what happened here. And like Grover and Percy had to like pick it up and just be like, nobody saw that. <laughs> Get her upstairs. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just imagined her limbs falling off because oh no, <laughs> this is a dead person. Okay, so Grover during this scene is like, I want to be out there, and Percy's like, Oh yeah, looking for Annabeth, and Grover's like, Oh right, Annabeth. I hundred percent forgot. Okay, but I love, but I love this this sentence. I felt kind of selfish because I totally forgotten about Grover's life ambition. Like yes, that sentence is so funny. Yeah, it's his one thing. What about your best friends, guys? Okay, because big Percy energy. Grover's life ambition is important. Like looking for Pan, and it totally makes sense that he'd want to like be out there looking for him. But also, Grover fucking Annabeth. You forgot about Annabeth, <laughs> your bestie. Listen, listen. Percy has one thing on his mind. At all yes, times. Yes, exactly. And, and, it is and Grover has several things on his mind. Grover has- uh, yeah. Like, how to uh, flirt with hot ladies, uh, how to eat some snacks. And Pan. 
I don't think it's flirting with hot ladies. I think it's stalking hot ladies. I'm still yeah. I'm still anti-Grover okay. right now. No, I, I wanted to talk about it later, but uh, Gro- Grover has such a bad showing throughout, like, this whole beginning of this book. Like, I am not feeling Grover. Like, later, okay, so we're, we get to the meeting later, uh, and uh, Grover, like, gets distracted by some food, which has happened before at important things. Grover starts, like, compulsively eating and it has always been like this thing of like it's mm-hmm. a stress motion grover compulsively eats as like a way to Mood. deal with stressful situations and you know it is a comedic beat for the novel but it's also like a character thing and this one grover is like ooh snacks and starts like eating snacks and that is not brought up it does not feel the same at all it feels wow, like he just legitimately got distracted by snacks and it, it, I feel, I feel like I'm, I'm sick of the boy. I love Grover. He is not written re- well throughout like any of these chapters so far. He's not pulling his weight. This is Grover's bad book. This is his wow. yeah. no, no, no phase. We don't like him right now. Sorry, Grover. <laughs> this is not your book. Aww. Yeah, it's uh, my boy. Please, we, we, we can <laughs> I do wa- better. I want him to go find Pan. He needs to go do that. And, you know, not be on the quest. (laughs) Yeah, he's obviously got his mind on other things. Yeah, Um, I don't know that this is the best quest for him. But they do decide to take him because he knows a tracking spell. He can, apparently he got better at the pan flutes and he can do like a third song. So (laughs) Thank God that he got better at the pan flutes. (laughs) Yay. Like, that's character development, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) But is it another Hilary Duff song? It better be. Oh my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> I will never forget. Uh, I personally love the, we we already mentioned it, but like the Thalia saying, tell Percy to get his butt downstairs. And she pretends yes. not oh my to hear god. Him. Like, can we just like read that fucking section? Because, uh, yeah, Percy asks why, and Talia says, did he say something? And he's like, um, he asked why. God, that is the pettiest fucking like how Ugh. old are they at this point? So like thirteen. Like, she's like almost fifteen. Is that it? Or I can't she, remember. Yeah, she's fifteen, going on sixteen. Um. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Talia, you are too old for this behavior, my girl. And Percy's fourteen. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And Sally's like you're big enough to make your own decisions. <laughs> no, but also I just remembered that Talia has also been a tree for a few years, so she's like twelve mentally yeah we we've done this math before it's yeah it's, we did we lit- definitely did it's literally i made a tweet about this it's the math girl like meme like trying to figure <laughs> out her age yeah it's like so she she's mentally this age inside but she's this many years old but physically she's this age it's, it's yes no it's no bueno okay but you know actually a lot of what talia does is more forgivable to me if i remember that she's actually 12 and not 15 yeah <laughs> Her behavior, she really lets her emotions take over sometimes. She's got trauma. She does. She's allowed. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. D tried to make them all drink wine. Oh, yeah. He just, like, summoned some. And then he's like, fine, it's Diet Coke now. But nobody drank it anyway. Nobody drinks the Diet Coke. That seems so weird to me. If that's (laughs) the only option, I think people would drink it. Well, no, I don't think anybody's eating anything except for Grover. He's just like they're eating ping pong balls covered in cheese Whiz. (laughs) Wait, is this the the first time we see the council? Yes, I believe so. I don't think that we've ever had any, like, a whole meeting like this before. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay, cool. Because I I do, I remember it so much in, like, later stuff, but I do love the council is just, like, I imagine it's in the basement, like, they say the rec room, but I'm like, this isn't, like, the basement, you know, of the big house. Yeah, I imagine it in a basement, too. Did it mm. not say basement? Did I in- invent that? I It just I says know. rec room. So I'm just like, I don't know. I you just it. feel like the rec room should be in the basement of the big house. It does. It You know, it's not like one of the nice rooms upstairs. It's like, yeah, it's the dark, dank basement. <laughs> and that's where they're all chilling <laughs> for this, like, party that's not actually a party. They're supposed to be serious. And then there's, like, a really, there's, like, a whiteboard that somebody drew cartoons on and butts. But, like, there's also some actual (laughs) battle tactics up there. You know, you know the vibes. You know the vibes. I see. I see. (laughs) 
I do like getting to because because it's it's Chiron and Mr. D and all of the uh, cabin, cabin heads, yeah, uh, cabin leaders, whatever they call them. And so it's really interesting counselors? seeing all these people. Count, yes, counselors. Counselors. I think you're right. How many counselors do they actually have? It's just it's Beckendorf, Selena, the Stoll brothers, because you can't separate mm-hmm. them. Um, <laughs> Zoe and Bianca, because that's her personal mm-hmm. assistant now. I guess. Um, Thalia and Percy, because they're the only ones in their cabins. Oh, right. Because none of the Aries kids can come. And I guess nobody's in any of the other cabins right now. So I, I forgot not. that it was winter. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. And then I also Grover, forgot it was winter. Because I guess Grover represents the satyrs. I don't know. Well, I think that they just take Grover to stuff, you know. <laughs> Grover's the plus one. <laughs> I don't know. Well, for one thing, the satyrs should be represented, and so should they the should. nymphs and the dryads and everybody. But uh, you know, who cares? Whatever. Uh, but <laughs> they're not included. But Grover goes anyway because he wants to try to be involved. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. But I, it was nice to see Selena and Beckendorf, and you know, like uh, they've all they've been mentioned before. But it's nice to like see them know, again, get a few more scenes with them. They're here. Yeah, I'm uh, with you. Yeah. Gives camp more personality to have more campers. Um, I I love that Chiron's like, where are you going to go? Bianca's like, West! Guys, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot in the West. Uh, they're they're <laughs> there hunters. Sure they're like rangers. They'll figure it out. Actually, I'm imagining <laughs> this being Dora the Explorer now. Where are we going? <laughs> d- 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 West! Zoe, Zoe, Zoe <laughs> the Explorer. <laughs> uh, I love Zoe. Zoe is great. Mm-hmm. She's so sweet. And the way that Talia marks her old-fashioned language use, I think, is very rude. You shouldn't comment on how people talk. She also says your sometimes. Talia is is in her rude bitch stage right now. <laughs> Talia, rein it in. Talia? Zoe is not your enemy. Talia is... A hot topic girl. She's gonna be mad at everyone no matter what, okay? But also, Zoe sometimes says you and your, so I don't know why she's having trouble now. I think just inconsistent writing. Well, yeah. I I feel like uh, it's like a code switching type thing. Or it's like sometimes she slips back into her old accent, you know? Maybe like when she's Mm. mad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or she's just pretending to make it difficult because Talia's being annoying. She's <laughs> probably just being a bitch right back. I support that. <laughs> yeah. So Mr. D's excited that they're going to die. Or at least someone's going to die. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, no, he says he's excited about Pinot Noir. Uh, Mr. <laughs> D has an excellent showing in this chapter. I applaud him. I love him. He's so fucking funny. He's very funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's not even like actively malicious in this one like he is sometimes he's just like sitting there like okay you guys have your little uh, meeting and he's like you guys you guys want to take campers sounds like people are gonna die and karen's like bro whose side are you on and he's like i'm just saying saying. and then there's also that part where he's like are you saying that the gods don't get along and zoe's like yes sir and he's like yeah no they don't i just wanted to make sure i love that that's so fucking funny he's my favorite guy he's just chilling like like zoe is sassing the gods and he's like, yeah, you're right. You're right. Because <laughs> we've seen the angry god routine from Dionysus before. But in this one, he's just like, oh, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah, he, maybe he's, he's happier in the winter when there's fewer kids at camp. <laughs> you are probably entirely right. Like, his patience sense. hasn't been worn thin by, like, all of these children. Mm-hmm. I wonder, they, they do not mention his kids. They probably go home to their mom. During the year. Yeah, that's it's, true. Oh, his, no. his boys. No, I'm sad now. They're not here. No. <laughs> that makes me very sad. I don't like it. He'll be all right. <laughs> Just to headcanon, I bet that they live somewhere further south, and so it's warmer down there, and so they can keep growing stuff over Aww. the winter. And- good. Yeah. So- <laughs> very good. Good stuff. <laughs> um. So what do we think about the fact that Artemis needs to be at the solstice, or the gods can't decide anything? <laughs> Uh, that sounds like a little bit too mu- much emotional labor for just one gal. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
But also, you know, I, they're probably not wrong. Like, it sounds realistic. We know for a fact that these gods fucking suck. Yeah, they're probably not wrong, but I'm, I'm team let them burn, dude. If they can't figure it out on their own. <laughs> bro, we are all burning, bro. Would you save bro. Western civilization? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, whatever. They'll figure it out. The problem is that these are our leaders, and we did not duly elect them. We cannot vote these guys out of office. Oh, we no. have to deal with their bullshit. That sucks. And the only thing that we can do is try to manage it. They're bananas. And Artemis is apparently the she. She seems mostly reasonable. Yeah, and I wonder how she. Maybe because she like goes out hunting and like doesn't stay in olympus like she has been able to stay more down to earth very literally and also very figuratively (laughs) she hangs out with the people you know she she's she's been where the people are she literally hangs out with humans like they're immortal humans because she made them immortal she's she's the i I think like the only god or one of the only gods who doesn't hang out with mortals just to fuck them she (laughs) hangs out with them as friends yo she has intellectual conversations with them yeah she (laughs) chats with them incredible good shit we love her yeah so the fact that zoe wants to just take all of the hunters and just like fine we'll settle with three okay (laughs) my best friend has like a big very beautiful tattoo of Artemis on her thigh. I should send Ooh. y'all a picture and you can post Please it on do. your Instagram. Please do. Mm. That sounds cool. Yeah, it's like, it's one of the coolest tattoos I've ever seen. It's so awesome. Artemis is good. So they have to follow a monster and that's why they really need a small group so they don't like, you know, scare it off. They gotta... Right. We are following a trail. That's why we want uh, the best tracker and the hunters. That's why we want Grover... And that's why we want a small group, so that we can go fast and uh, unnoticed. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Uh, also, the fact that they try asking Dionysus if he knows what the monster <laughs> is. He's like, I'm a young god, guys. Did you forget yeah. that? Dionysus is so good this chapter. He's like... <laughs> the best. <laughs> I don't keep track of all that old shit. I believe that even if Dionysus like, maybe had... Like, maybe he could have brainstormed better than this, but he just didn't want to. Yeah, no, absolutely. I fucking love him. But literally, it is canon. He is the youngest of the Olympians. Guys, don't ask him. Ask someone older. Like, Chiron? (laughs) Chiron. Uh, Except Chiron's always like, let us pray that I'm wrong, and then never explains what he's thinking, even though he's always right. I know, I know. He literally does that in this chapter. Bro, please. I love Chiron because I'm so used to Dumbledore, who is a very obnoxious character to me, because he acts, everyone, he and everyone act like (laughs) Dumbledore's like this smart guy who's like doing all this cool shit, but like Chiron, I don't think, plays for one second. Chiron's like, <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna tell you. Like I, like <laughs> Chiron's like, well, I'm not, I'm not in, like, I'm not doing this. Like, I can't take care of you. Like, what do you, what do you want me to do? I'm in a wheelchair. Like, I, I have to stay here. Like, I just think that Chiron is like, I think Chiron and Dumbledore are really similar characters, but people give Dumbledore so much credit. Yeah, yeah, Chiron's more of like a real character too. Chiron's just like, mm-hmm. I'm here to teach you how to not die. Anything else, I'm probably just not going to tell you. Like, like you can ask, <laughs> but I'm not going to tell you. Dumbledore is all like, I'm mysterious and whimsical. <laughs> and Chiron's like, I'm just a guy. I'm doing my best. <laughs> Dumbledore is not like other girls. And then Chiron <laughs> puts curlers on his tail, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's just a guy. And he's trying his very bestest. Yeah, so so those lines, um, we we get further description about these lines. Um, stay out of the desert because someone's gonna be lost in a land without rain. Yeah, it's so funny to me that earlier they're like, we have to follow the prophecy, so we're gonna send five people, and it's gotta be hunt- hunters and campers. And then they're like, but we should avoid that part of the prophecy specifically. And it's like, guys, it's going to happen. Prophecies. No matter what, it's a prophecy. Guys! Prophecies stay happening. Did you not watch Kung Fu Panda? Sometimes. (laughs) On the path that you take to avoid your destiny is what leads you to it, or whatever the line is in Kung Fu Panda that's a lot better spoken than that. (laughs) Thank you for your wisdom, Ray. (laughs) So 
we don't know what the Titan's curse is, but Chiron and Zoe clearly do. They they just they looked and they were like, mm, nope, not, not saying anything. Chiron says that he even wanted to go because it's like a really important quest and stuff. But uh, but there there's the last part is like somebody's gonna die at their parents' hand, and Chiron's like, oop, I should probably stay here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not doing that. Do you do y'all remember um do y'all did y'all have that game when you were younger or perhaps this was before your time um but I used to have this game called Don't Wake Daddy I have heard of that I don't remember what it is it's like you what? go around the board and like something like you ha- every time you go you have to like press his alarm clock or something and it's like this mechanism of a dad in bed and if you <laughs> accidentally wake daddy he like sits up and I have a lot, I have a lot of trauma about that game because my dad w- would wake if you were like daddy I need you in the middle of the night he would wake up like really hard and scared and like barrel out of bed oh no um, but anyway so I feel like that's what Chiron is doing right now he's like don't wake daddy <laughs> My God. <laughs> I'm just going to stay over here and hope that he doesn't notice me. Yeah, so uh, Percy and maybe Thalia are wondering, mm, what if our parents killed us? Because, you know, that prophecy, we don't want that to happen. Yeah, that darn prophecy. And okay, Percy being like, maybe I should have gotten him that uh, that tie for Father's Day. <laughs> yeah. So that's exactly, oh, I forgot we're not doing our Big Red Tequila episode anymore, but that's like the exact <laughs> kind of thought that Trace Navare from Big Red Tequila would also have. Uh, we decided that Trace Navare is Percy Jackson if his dad was a cop and he was Texan and he knew Tai Chi. <laughs> <laughs> Big Red Tequila is a Percy Jackson fanfic. You heard it here. <laughs> I believe it to be true. But yeah, that's, that's, I, I would call that a Rickism. It's very. Yes, correct. So, so people it's are going to die. It's just how he write. We, we know that people are going to die. Um, and we got to figure out who's volunteering for this quest. But Selena is not going anywhere with the hunters. Good for her. Uh, no, absolutely not. Uh, I I really want them to stop with the whole Aphrodite versus Artemis thing. Like, I'm sorry, I'm still I'm still upset. Get over it, guys. Uh, at at this point, like, it's beyond the stupid petty disagreement, and it's that she doesn't like them as people because they were rude to her. So, yeah. like, good for Selena. I think that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I love Selena, and I'll support like any choice she makes. No, I'm, I'm more <laughs> the fact that the hunters are like Zoe's being right back mean to her i want her to stop being mean yeah. to selena my girl uh so oh yeah she does like make a jab at her mom again so yeah, great. that's what i didn't like so so we're bringing phoebe the girl who hits people on the head and put arrows in connor's <laughs> helmets uh and then what did the stoles do they they've got a nice t-shirt for phoebe yeah, what is that? I don't remember that at all. I was like, wait, what the fuck is You this? will find <laughs> out next chapter what happens. Okay, it's, great. <laughs> it's a nice t-shirt. It's just, it just happens. Yeah. Uh, not is. everything has to be a Chekhov's gun, guys. <laughs> Clearly. Oh, you're so full of shit. <laughs> Surely that comes up again. I do want this merch. The Artemis the Moon Goddess <laughs> that would be hilarious. Fall Hunting Tour 2002. I want it. Oh my god, you can make that. I know, I can. <laughs> That's that would be great. I, mean, I, I need love any, that. I need to pick cities that would go on there. <laughs> no, oh, they're yeah. not. It, it says that they're national parks. Oh, okay. I'll ask Brooke. Yeah, ask Brooke. <laughs> ask Brooke for her like top favorite and least favorite national park. So it, it'll be like a fun and varied. Uh, I mean, she tour she made her. a PowerPoint. So like, I'll just be like, hey, you want to send me your PowerPoint real quick? <laughs> send me the PowerPoint. Uh, if you guys want me to make this merch, I I will. Okay, don't tempt me. So, <laughs> yeah. So then we pick um, Bianca and Zoe because, yeah, like we've we've mentioned that Bianca should not be here, but she's going to prove herself, even though we don't oh, even know who her godly um, parent is yet. We're already past this, but I also like that everyone was like getting arg- getting heated and arguing about the hunters and campers thing, and then Percy is the one who suggests, like, okay, three hunters, two campers. That makes the most sense. He's a problem solver, quest. you know? He is! Like, He's a good boy. Like, I, Percy is, like, hot-headed, and, you know, I will openly say that, but also, you know, he's- he likes peace better than people fighting, and he also likes to get uh, shit done. And he's a problem solver, absolutely. He's a puff. He is a, he's a puff. puff. We know it. 
He's a pop. <laughs> so, um, then we get a little bit racist to satyrs when Grover, Grover, what am I doing? Yeah. Grover wants to help <gasps> Artemis. Um, also, Grover should not be allowed in this class. Anti-Grover. No, absolutely not. Um, Son, please. He is a stalker. <laughs> Go away. But, okay, you're, you're not even a half-blood. He's a camper. He still counts. But also, I yeah. think the three genders are, in fact, girl, boy, satyr. Because she doesn't care about satyrs. They're not boys. Oh, I thought I thought the three genders were hunter, camper, satyr. Oh, oh yes, that is true. But it's it's a weird line where when she's like, he doesn't count as a boy, he's a satyr. And Grover's like, hey, like, it's it's some fucked up demasculinization fucked up. of him. Like, it's like, for one thing, he's definitely a guy in that. He has also been stalking you, and if if your thing with guys is that you don't like guys going after girls, like, he should be the last person you want. Oh, yeah. But it's, yeah, it feels really racist and fucked up. I don't, I didn't like that. Yeah, <laughs> they no. did that to him. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand for the pan perspective. Like, we gotta get Grover through his character arc now. He's gotta go um a, more looking for woodland things and, like, you know, he's a good tracker. And we also- And we don't know where pan is, so- we need a reason that Percy can't go right now. So. Yes, because yeah, that I, I would going. say that this is plot. Yeah, because like obvious, I think Percy has proven himself to be maybe like more useful, or at least like more like uh, better at planning and like better at like teamwork than Grover. I don't know. Grover's kind of a, a loose well, but, cannon, but Grover's also a tracker. Okay, a tracker. But so is Phoebe. That that'll do. But also, everyone, all the hunters are yeah. All the hunters are trackers. Yeah. So we don't I mean, need that's Grover. Still, just like plot stuff. But it is like a perfectly reasonable Watsonian explanation. A I feel like reason, yeah. like that they're like, oh, he knows a spell. Like they're all great trackers. They're amazing hunters. They have like superhuman abilities from being blessed by this goddess. But they don't have like a literal satyr spell. He's a nature creature like That's i don't true. know i i think that grover needs to go back on his pan quest like by himself and they um should go on the quest um, <laughs> i think that thalia is a much more questionable addition than uh, you know grover like she's never been on a quest she also hates the hunters she's really hot-headed <laughs> um uh chiron even says that like thalia would not be my first choice and percy's like uh what about me and he's like <laughs> Uh, no. <laughs> also, you, you no. guys are literally similar. <laughs> okay, I really like what Chiron says about that specifically, though. Um, cause he says that the two mm -hmm. of them are really similar in being hot headed or something. But he says that the difference between them is that Thalia is more self assured than Percy, which I was like, oh, everything about that makes sense to me. Like, she is assertive, she is self confident. In a way that feels fragile and, like, I have to prove my self-confidence, but in a way, mm -hmm. like, that's how she's going to act. Like, I don't have a, a question of my abilities and what I can do. Percy is constantly thinking of that. Percy is a little anxi anxiety boy. Yeah. Yeah. He really is. That, as the difference between them, I'm like, 100% makes sense. <laughs> but also, Zoe doesn't want Percy on the quest for maybe other reasons related to a sword? That we don't right. know the history of fully. There, there's a little foreshadowing there. Just a little bit. Apparently Riptide has some history that has something to do with Zoe, which, uh, you know, it's always been, it's been implied by Zoe's language and whatnot that she is perhaps a little older than she may appear. But that implies that Zoe is very, very old if she's got history with, you know, this ancient Greek sword. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe she had history with it yesterday. We don't know. Well, I'm sure we'll find out at some point. <laughs> Sometimes I think it'd be better if we had, like, a fresh perspective on this podcast. <laughs> like, one person who didn't intimately know what was happening in Percy yeah, Jackson. Yeah, whenever will we find out? There was, there was a podcast that... I think one of the first Percy Jackson podcasts, like, that was their shtick, is that one of them hadn't read the books, mm -hmm. and they did that. Mm -hmm. Rip Radio Camp Half Blood. Nice. So go call your mom, Percy. It's time to call your mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chiron tells Percy he should just like go home for the rest of the winter, and Percy's like, okay, I guess. Basically, Chiron <laughs> was like, I mean, fuck off. Um, <laughs> you don't need to be here. Um, let's talk about my favorite character now. Um, 
Mr. Blowfish. Uh, <laughs> Blowfish. <laughs> Paul. Okay, you mentioned to me once, I can't remember if it was on podcast or not, but you said that Paul Blowfish is supposed to be like Rick's self-insert character? Yes. This is what I've <gasps> that heard. That is hilarious, especially because he's described as like movie star handsome. <laughs> he looks like an undercover cop on television. <laughs> and he's banging your mom, dude. It's so funny. He's, he's okay. supposed to be hot and he's banging your mom. Rick's like, that's me. Listen, listen. This is the point of the chapter where I was going to bring up Big Red Tequila. Because, <laughs> like, their little date here has, like, that energy. <laughs> listen, Paul is Rick. Sally is um his wife, Becky. And then Percy is their son, Haley. <laughs> Which that's is very That's sweet. literally how it works. Okay? You're welcome. <laughs> But yeah, they're they're just on a little date. It's so cute. They're ha- he's. Would you like some more wine? Like <laughs> he's just he's just a cute man. I I wish that Paul Blofus was Texan. I wish he had a Texan accent. That would <laughs> that would make my life. I'm glad he doesn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you know, I'm glad he was also so oblivious to not notice the Iris message. <laughs> Percy. Did. Yeah, like what the fuck? I definitely would have noticed that. Uh, there's there's mist, bro. You cannot blame him for that. There's mist. Maybe he noticed it. He's like, I'm I'm just I'm just gonna go over there to the bathroom. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe he's like, uh, I have to piss, and I'm gonna put some water on my face. Like I'm seeing things. I don't know what this is. <laughs> um, there's a there's a floating boy head over there. Um, <laughs> yeah. He goes off to the bathroom, and Sally's just like, oh, this is, uh, he's he's one of my classmates. This is not Morton. Uh, what's going on, Percy? What's, what's going on, babe? Oh. <laughs> oh, Sally. I'm so happy. Like, okay. I, I forgot that this is a spoiler-free podcast for a second. Oh. And that we're all just, like, talking about Paul Blofus, like, you know, Paul Blofus. Our guy, our dude, our man. Um. <laughs> Yeah, listen. So, like, don't worry about it. He, You know, he's just, like, in his house. How about don't this? worry about it. How about this? From the fact that I said he's my favorite, you, you can understand <laughs> what that means from there on. <laughs> that maybe this isn't the only time we mention him, but, you know. I mean, it's not like the narrative is like, you see what we're doing here? They're on a date. They're giggling. They're drinking wine. Yeah, they are. You see are. what we're doing here? Oh. It's not subtle. Exactly. So, just, Paul is a reoccurring character. I suppose that's a spoiler, but oh well. Sucks. Sucks. It doesn't matter. You gotta meet Paul. Don't worry about it. He's a stand-up guy. Doesn't he even have a, I mean, if he's Rick's insert character, doesn't he also have, like, a really nice car or something that comes up later? (laughs) Yes, he does. I think it's, like, a Prius or something. Incredible. Oh, yeah, so it's a Prius. That's an incredibly nice car. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Paul. Paul is great. So Sally gives the advice that, like, you do what is what is best for you and Annabeth. Like, I can't tell you how to live your life, Percy. Which Percy is very surprised by, and I was also surprised by, but yeah, it does Mom, make sense for her character. I am a child. Please tell me what to do. Oh my god. But But she has also, like, she's been put into this position before where, like, her kid is not allowed to be a kid, and she's been made to accept this and so she's like i trust you to do what is right because i i know that you've had like percy has had responsibility thrust upon him way before he should have he shouldn't be doing any of this but it's it is the reality and he is a powerful demigod and so you know if he has the power to save his friend then i i don't think that it's a terrible parenting decision to say <laughs> hey i trust you do whatever you feel like you need to do it, it, it it's incredible maybe i'm like a little jaded because we just started order of the phoenix where i'm sorry i keep talking about harry potter it's my thing no you're fine but that's your perspective um, how but- dare you talk about your podcast <laughs> At the beginning of, I mean, in Order of the Phoenix, everyone is like, oh, you did this cool, crazy thing that you should never have had to do? Well, fuck you. Shut up and be good. <laughs> <laughs> so Percy's having like the opposite experience. Sorry, Harry, you suffered trauma? Get the fuck over it. <laughs> like, he's he's in this like untenable situation for a child, but at least he has adults who support and love him. 
<laughs> in specifically, uh, everybody hates me, but my mom and uh, this horse and also this horse man. Yeah, that's true. Sally also does not hate you, Percy. Come on. <laughs> but she's not there. She's his mom. That's different. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't count, I guess. <laughs> so, dream time. Yeah, when your mom's like, I love you, sweetie, you're like, that doesn't count. So, like... <laughs> You birthed me. You don't count. You have to love me. (laughs) All right. So so it's dream time. It's time for creepy dreams. Yes. So this is a very meaty dream. Yeah. So Annabeth is fading, apparently, under the this pile of boulders. Uh we're still not fully sure what's happening here, but something's gonna collapse on her. Yeah, she's holding this stuff up and she's getting pale. She ain't looking good. And then they bring in Artemis. So, and she's bleeding. Shit. Artemis yeah, is bleeding. Yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah, she ain't, she's not okay. She ain't okay. And they, they you know, take away her chains. Artemis says, how dare you torture a maiden like this? Yeah. Artemis, like, okay, so, like, she's got, like, some weird gender essentialist bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. I, I wish it was a little less, you know, because you can be a woman for women, like, that is a whole thing, but, like, we don't need, like, some turf bullshit. Like, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a line here. But Artemis does care about, you know, m- mortals. Like, mm-hmm. like most of the gods, if they saw a mortal being tortured, would not give a shit. Like, that is so far beneath them. Like, Artemis at least has, like, a, a cadre of people who she is, you know, down for. Like, who she protects. Yeah, like, this is how they get her. They literally trick Artemis yep. into, you know, going underneath this pile of boulders. She's she's trapped under a pile of boulders to save Annabeth. So they they free her so she can run and, you know, <laughs> God, Annabeth just on the ground. I'm I'm sad now, actually. Hmm, yeah. Um. So the interesting thing, if you're a first time reader of all this stuff, the very interesting thing I feel is, um that whoever this guy is who Luke calls the general, as soon as Artemis is trapped, says, okay, let's kill Annabeth. And Luke is like, uh, no, she could be, uh, useful. Like, Luke is, you know, Mm -hmm. Percy is like, uh, how dare that guy pretend to care about Annabeth? And it's like, Percy, (laughs) people are complicated. Yeah, Yeah. I'm kind of with Percy, though. Like, if he really cared about her, he wouldn't be so such a bad person. I don't know. I feel like... no, 100%. Like, and then this guy is like, you know, uh, if our sacrifice goes as planned, who knows what that means? Uh, Her life will be meaningless. meaningless. The lives of all mortals will be meaningless. And it's like, Luke, you are are down with this, my dude? Like, you are... At that point, you are irredeemable. Yeah, Like, you're like... uh, Luke has his whole little backstory. He's like, we don't know you about- know, a vaguely sympathetic villain or whatever. But also he has made his choices and they are shit fuck terrible choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure he tried to kill her in like the last book. But like right now he cares because- No, I I mean, I, I don't doubt that Luke has always cared about Annabeth and he's always just like, I will do whatever for my cause. Like that's more important to me than Annabeth's life. But that doesn't mean that I don't care about her at all at all. I just have priorities, and they're the wrong priorities. They're shit-fuck stupid priorities. (laughs) I hate this man. But (laughs) I do think it's interesting to, like, you know, have uh, layers. He's an onion? He's an ogre. (laughs) (laughs) He has layers. Okay. Um, (laughs) so, So, that's it. That's the dream. Uh... And now someone's banging on the door. Bang, bang, bang. Who is it? Do you mean bonk, bonk, bonk? (laughs) Uh, Guys, the onomatopoeia is thump, thump, because it's a hoof. Well, first it says bang, bang, and then it says thump, thump, okay? Oh, okay. Okay, well, I only saw the thumps, so I'm sorry. Bang, bang, and two thumps. I apologize (laughs) for my needlessly aggressive stance uh, just now. How dare you? So we (laughs) finally meet. Blackjack, my other favorite, who now I am going to go off on a spiel. (laughs) Blackjack is so good. At the end of this episode here, Blackjack. Okay, we met Blackjack apparently in the last book when we saved him on the Princess Andromeda. So Mm -hmm. so do y'all know the interesting factoid about Blackjack and Sea of Monsters? 
Oh, I, I, I would love to know. Um, Wait, what's... In Sea of Monsters, Blackjack was referred to with she, her pronouns. Whoa. Oh, And in this Blackjack. book, Blackjack, and, and thus on, is referred to with he, him. Blackjack wow. is trans. Blackjack is trans. We I will fight for this. Stan, a trans horse. Yeah, for with, sure. With, like, a funny little, like, I really imagine Blackjack with, like, a New York accent. I don't oh, remember if that's, like, accurate, if that comes up. I think everyone imagines that. I don't think you're alone here. Like, yeah, hundred percent. He's like a f- whatever. You, whatever you say, boss. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. He's so funny. He's my perfect little guy. I love Blackjack so much. He's just a horse. <laughs> He's very funny. He talks funny. <laughs> he calls him boss all the time. And, and Percy's like, it. please don't. <laughs> it's so wonderful. Their friendship is everything to me, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's this is another factor of our time skip that, like, Percy and Blackjack, like, already have this relationship, and then we're just, like, mm-hmm. being introduced to it, which I forgot was how this went, so that is me interesting too. to me. But basically, basically, Percy can talk to fish and horses, and this horse adopted Percy, so... Uh, he's like... You saved me, boss. I owe you a life debt. You're my my guy. Yeah. You know what? He is the donkey to Percy Shrek. <laughs> yeah, he is. That's a little... <laughs> you saved me? I'm going to follow you around now and ask you to do stuff with me. Come on, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I need someone to draw Blackjack being like, in the morning, I'm making waffles. <laughs> <laughs> He's his loyal steed. Uh, every line Blackjack says is good. You know, Blackjack, you're supposed to stay in the stables. Meh, the stables. You see Chiron staying in stables? Like... (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Exactly. No. Uh, Anyways, uh, also, knowing that the Hippocampi, who we have befriended before, now uh, they ask Percy for favors. They'll ask him to come save sea creatures. And obviously Percy does it, because he's a big softy. He's That's my boy. Yeah. He's a puff. He's yeah. a puff. He'll help anyone who asks. Yeah, and I love that so much. Yeah, that is also the difference between Talia and Percy. Like, Talia's mm-hmm. a good person and will go out of her way for her friends, but at the same time, if a horse woke Talia up at 5am and was like, come to the beach right now, Talia would be like, absolutely the fuck not, yeah, and close off. the door. I think, <laughs> like, so, so the difference between them is that Talia is a Gryffindor, Percy is a Hufflepuff. Mm, mm, that's, mm, that, that's, true. that's where we go. Yep. <laughs> I swear, I, I want to... I want to imagine that Blackjack and the Hippocampi, they're like, they're cousins, so they just like chill out sometimes. Aw, yeah. And that's why he's talking to them. So, so Percy leaves to go and he grabs the Yankees cap because he thinks he's not going to come back for a long, long time. <laughs> dun, <Yeah>. dun, dun. <laughs> that's such a cheesy line. It, middle grade books, it's my beloved. It's very cheesy. <laughs> this is why I love middle grade and not adults. Ugh. <laughs> Okay, we we did it. We did it. And if you guys don't have anything else, uh, we can go to our recommendations, which I forgot about. So mm-hmm. uh, somebody else go first. Yeah, I don't have anything else for this chapter. I enjoyed it, but it it it, it was about like lots of different little things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it didn't feel very like cohesive, which is fine because it's kind of just like a, a transition chapter. Yeah. Yeah, we had a lot of little scenes. It's just one chapter. Yeah. We like. I keep saying that, like, not a lot happened in this chapter, which, you know, uh, it's because it's the beginning of the book and we're doing setups. And also because it's winter. (laughs) It's true. Nothing happens in winter. (laughs) Well, I can do my plug first. Uh, Yeah. Why don't you you do your plug and also where people can find you on the interwebs? Yeah. I don't know. Can I... Can they do that? Is that okay? I'm Christina. Find me over on the restricted section. We just finished Order of the Phoenix. Uh, nope, we just started Order of the Phoenix. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was about to say. You wish uh, you were wow, finished with I it. I wish we were finished. Yeah, I so do. Um, but yeah, you can find me over there. And today I'm going to recommend... Uh, oh, Panic, Panic, Panic. Mm, I'll recommend the Bob's Burgers movie. I fucking love it. <laughs> You've definitely <laughs> plugged that on several pods. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's, it, hashtag worth it. Nice. Um... Uh, I think I've chosen... Uh, I remembered what I wanted to talk about if you're not ready, Charlie. Okay, you can go. Okay. I, I On YouTube, uh, 
Snap Cube, uh, Penny Parker. That's a that's a person. Uh, <laughs> she does some real time fan dubs of games. Are you guys aware of this? No. Fascinating. Uh, in the circles I run in, the the memes are legendary. Um, so, okay, if you haven't seen these, please, for the love of God, you need to look up at least one of these. They're so fucking funny. Penny and a lot of her friends get together. Some of them are professional voice actors, and they do improv where they watch the cutscenes from a game, and in one take, they voice all of the characters. And, you know, they're not trying to follow the actual plot. Some of them have never even played this game before and have no <laughs> idea what's about to happen. They are just making a bunch of shit up. It's really funny. They they get better at it every time, too. Like, they're crafting more, more and more. Um, so, mostly, they've done a lot of Sonic games. Um, <laughs> of course. Uh, my favorite is probably the Sonic Riders one. That one just goes to some places. Uh, but just recently, we, we got the Shadow the Hedgehog real-time fan dub. They decided that that one guy is the devil and that the plot is that he wants Shadow to sin so that he can become a middle manager in hell. And <laughs> what the fuck? then they keep doing time travel and, <laughs> and then, uh, it because by the end, they've decided that the devil has a parasocial relationship with Shadow's Twitch stream. Uh, I have so many questions right now. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. Please, please check these out. Yeah, uh, I 100% recommend those. Yeah, I was thinking, uh, should I do those? Everybody's heard of those by now, but if you guys haven't seen them, it's worth it. Watch I don't, them. I don't watch almost any YouTube, so I wouldn't have heard of it. Okay, yeah, if you like improv, like, also dirty improv, because it's funny to make, uh, Sonic characters say, like, stuff. So, <laughs> so, so, uh, warning for sexual themes, I guess, since this podcast doesn't normally have those. Um, Sometimes but- when we talk about, you know, the other kind of myths, but today I didn't have one of those. <laughs> yeah, y- you know, they're very silly. I think they're, like, hilariously funny, so... Good shit, good shit. Um, I'm gonna, well, uh, you know I've been making the rounds on all the, the PJO podcasts. Um, I'm gonna plug a PJO-adjacent podcast. Oh, oh. Mm. Um, it's called the the Monstrous Woman Podcast. And yeah, they they talk about some, some fun shit. Like, they literally evaluate the, the portrayals of, like, women in, like, like, media and, like, myths and stuff like they they specifically hmm. talked about like some of the like Pacifay and Medusa and they talked about a few Harry Potter characters um 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 and i think they're doing other stuff eventually but like yeah so far it's just been like myth stuff and then Harry Potter ish stuff and yeah just just you know talking about why women are usually painted as monsters in things Hmm. And analyzing those kind of tropes. Very, very interesting. I I was thinking that that sounds great to me because I love a fucked up lady. Um, I love a woman who's a little gremlin. <laughs> a woman who is a horrible creature. Um, so I, I was gonna say a woman who could like like kill me like you know very easily. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty fine. I'm okay with that. Well. That sure has been this podcast. <laughs> Thank you for being here, Tina. Thank you for having me. It was an absolute pleasure. I love this book. It's it's a yeah. fun one. It's one of the better ones. Um. Well, now I guess y'all can get out of my fucking cabin because I know you all hate me. Except, you know, the horse. I tried. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I tried. Nice. <laughs> you calling Tina a horse? <laughs> Bro. <laughs> You can find this podcast socials at of the eldest gods pod on Instagram and at of the eldest gods on Twitter. You can send an iris message to us through of the eldest gods pod at gmail.com. 
If you'd like to support us financially, join us at patreon.com slash ofthealdestgods. By becoming a patron, you can join the Deus Ex Media Discord server, where you'll be able to chat with us and other listeners about episodes and anything Percy Jackson related. Our $5 Patreon tier also gets you access to Against All Odds, our monthly bonus show. There, we'll talk about a wide variety of topics, which usually have something to do with mythology. Uh, no promises. You can check out our merch store on TeePublic to find custom designs made by Charlie. Or, if you cannot or do not want to support us financially, we'd really appreciate a rating, a review, or letting your friends and followers know how much you love the podcast. That really helps. You can find me, Ray, at HeyHeyRay, spelled R-A-Y-E, on Twitter. If you want to hear more from me, check out Barbie Movie Slap, a podcast where my co-host Ted and I discuss Barbie's cinematic universe. You can follow me, Charlie, at GreenPixie12 on most platforms, but on Twitter, I'm at GreenPixie123, which I'm totally not salty about. I also have an art Instagram that I sometimes use at GreenPixieDraws. I sometimes do the YouTube thing on my channel, Charlie Mac, that's M-A-C-K. And I also have another podcast on the network called Fandoms Gone Wrong, where my mom and I talk about movies, TV shows, books, whatever other fandoms we enjoy. You can find that on all the major podcasting apps. Our music was written by Isabel Strauss-Riggs and recorded and edited by Ian M. Riggs. You can find Izzy at Kane underscore I, that's I is in the body part, on Instagram and Twitter. She also currently makes video essays on the YouTube channel Kane I. Feel free to message her about making music for your project or editing your podcast. Of the Oldest Gods is proud to be a part of Deus Ex Media, which features great podcasts like The Restricted Section, a chapter-by-chapter Harry Potter pod with lots of spoilers all the time. What's up, potheads? We're the Restricted Section, a raunchy, rowdy, rambling, unabashedly pro-trans rights Harry Potter book club podcast hosted by a bunch of nihilistic millennial assholes who are desperately clinging to childhood fantasy as a way to escape the monotony of our 9-to-5 work culture and the inevitable extinction of the human race at our own hands. Isn't it wild that this book series was spontaneously created by the gods and has no actual author? The Restricted section features a bunch of nerds with potty mouths rereading the Harry Potter series for what has to be like the 3rd to 20th time, and discussing the way the story and its themes have stayed with each and every one of us into our adulthood. We would love for you to join us every Wednesday wherever pods are cast. Of the Eldest Gods is based on the series by Rick Riordan. Right now, we are discussing Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Remember to follow us on your favorite podcatcher and meet us back here every Thursday. Are you on Wikipedia? Is there like the scene in pop culture section? Yeah, Charlie also sent the Wikipedia in our Discord. Yeah, if you I, want did. To I put, I it, I put it on. I put it on Do Not Disturb because I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I also have it on Do Not Disturb, but I just know that Charlie does that, so okay, I went to wait for it. Right, I always I'm send the it. thing so people know I what I am reading from. <laughs> well, we have to. Tina's our guest. I see it. I got it. We have it. to inform our guest. I'm on it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She's been on this podcast before. She knows how disorganized we are. <laughs> Dave X Media.